mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Wow! Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, I hit the microphone as I was saying that. I was so enthusiastic, I literally ate the microphone with my own mouth. What are you doing, Pete? How are you doing? How are you getting on? (laughs) I very much enjoyed the... Hello! Hello! (laughs) It's a much more closed-mouthed hello. Hello! How are you? What's (laughs) going on? I'm mixing it up. Yeah, new levels. New levels of awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Chris, what have you been up yeah. to, mate? Because you are the one who's kind of going out and about. I'm just doing wall-to-wall meetings and podcast recording and stuff like that. I'm doing bits and bobs. But you, Chris, are out and about. Am I filming? People are wearing um, humorous onesies. People are dressed up nice and warm. They've been playing poker. You've had a, a busy few weeks. Are you going to take a few days off, or are you continuing to work and work and work? <laughs> I've got a pretty big workload. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it, it's uh, I'm trying to do this thing where I actually take a day off every now and then. Like Saturday, mm. I had a massive workload, but I just spent all of like Friday doing some silly shoots with Connor that's coming out in a few days. Yeah. And um, I was just like, no, fuck this. I'm going to sit at my <laughs> desk and watch video game playthroughs all day. And I did that, and it was brilliant. And then I had a bath, and I watched Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut, that was great. And that's, <laughs> that's my a weird life. one. What yeah, a I, weird I, time. Getting back into Kubrick. <laughs> getting back into Kubrick. And um, I've been obsessing over 2001 Space Odyssey. I went to the gym today for two hours, the first gym session of 2023. Start with a bang. Literally, I nearly fell off the treadmill. And I watched <laughs> uh, watched how they made 2001 Space Odyssey while I was walking for two hours and cycling. So <laughs> it's been a quite a productive day. The only problem is when you go to the gym in the afternoon, as I really like doing... The rest of the day is a write-off, right? right? Tonight, this afternoon, I was supposed to be doing like a video. I was going to do a live show on Abroad yeah. Japan. And now I'm like, oh, fuck. No. I'm tired. And now I'm tired, boy. just sat in a car and I sat in the chair. Um, <laughs> sat in a car. Also, um. <laughs> also life has been, you know, uh, Charlotte's been away the last week doing some stuff yeah. in America back in LA. And I've been home alone with the cats. And it's like a literal fucking horror movie. I think mm. I've told you in the past, Tuna, the new cat we've got, Tuna. And we I really hate the fact we named it Tuna um, because Charlotte calls it Tuna. I call it Tuna, tuna right? Tuna, So the cat yeah. doesn't know what's going on at all because it's like, yeah. what's my name then? Is it Tuna or Tuna? Because they sound too <laughs> like... Whereas Maro, nice and easy, isn't it? Everyone says Maro, Maro, Tuna, yeah. Tuna, Nightmare. Well, we, well, we sort of did... Um, our new dog is... Um, named after the Newcastle United footballer Sammy Amiobi he's not even <laughs> the most famous Amiobi brothers a guy called Shola Amiobi but we couldn't call the dog Shola because we've got one called Lola so it'd be Lola and Shola Lola they and wouldn't Sh- know where they bloody <laughs> were going so uh, yeah so we've had to go with Sammy 
Um, Sarah's so far uh, refused to mention uh, Amiobi, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I was quite uh, against calling the cat Tuna. And mm. so I, I, I really don't call him that much. I just don't give it, just don't call his name at all. I just mm. sort of shout various words and hope to get his attention. <laughs> I'm shouting various words again. But it's like a horror <laughs> film right now in my room. So I'm in my, uh, in my sort of study. And uh, mm. usually I do these podcasts in the studio. It's nice and mm. peaceful and calm and quiet and it's wonderful. Here I'm in my room and I have to. Oh, fuck. No, what happened the other day, right? Mm. We have. As I talked about before, the cat can open doors in the apartment, right? Yeah. The cat's what do you mean? really like, smart. Just, um, like with, with, with influential people? What do you mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> He can open all kinds he of doors. He can really open doors. <laughs> Get those business deals done. No, he's only like <laughs> six, seven months old. And last year Aww. he discovered... We, we put him in um, Charlotte's office at night because he goes a bit mental and runs around crazy. So we put him mm. there and, you know, he sleeps and stuff. But he opened the door. He learned he could open up the door by jumping up, holding on the handle and mm. pulling the door open to the point that now he can open every door in the apartment. So we had to get door Aye. locks on the fucking doors. Uh, and my study that I'm in now has a lock on the outside. So when I go out, do stuff, I can lock my room and he can't go in. Um, and the cats can't run rampant over my lens collection, as they have done in the past. But the other day, I was in my study, and I was on a video call for like an hour. I hung up the call, walked over to the door... And I couldn't open my study door. And I was like, what the fuck? And the cat had jumped up, literally locked it somehow. Locked the mechanism to lock it and locked me in the study. And I was like, is this how I die? Is it going to be like an earthquake or a fire? And I'm going to be locked in here by a cat and I'm going to die. And it's just insane. I was like, what is this? This is shit. I was like... Charlotte's in like California, like eight thousand fucking miles away or something. So I was like, I'm gonna just die here. I haven't got any food. I've got like a peanut, a bag of peanuts sounds, in the cupboard. It sounds very much like your um, like the cat has heard about your impending nuptials. Your uh, <laughs> uh, you're putting the ring on it, so to speak, and he's gone. Oh, we have to get rid of him. I am not Kill sticking him. around with this little shit in my house. But done. It was, there he's was, done. It was a moment of just abject terror when I went yeah. to turn the handle and it was just locked, right? Because I was like, shit, this is a wooden oh. door. I can't break through this. And oh, the, dear. My window, you know, it's a, a multi-story building. I would die going out the window. So I was like, what What the fuck do I do? Uh, luckily, I found by turning the door handle very quickly and very hard in, in mid yeah. panic, it shattered the lock on the other side of the door. Thank fuck, because otherwise there would have been no way out. Um, yeah. And the door handle's like a cheap plastic door handle, so I thought that might snap off as I turned it, right? Well, I got lucky. The door is open, and I was freed. I was I was away. <laughs> Freedom was mine. Um, but now, without any form of locking the door from the inside, I have to use a dumbbell. So mm. I shut my study door, and I put a dumbbell in front of it. So when he jumps up on the other side to open it, it doesn't open. Um, the door can't mm. move because there's a dumbbell blocking it. It's just like, what is this? Why are we? Why do I live in this situation? Why? Why do we need another cat? Can we just kept the good one? Um, fuck! It's a fucking nightmare. But honestly, that is a lovely cat. He's really playful and very fun, very cuddly. Mm. It's just he's a maniacal, evil genius, and um, it's it's really quite unsettling. Other than that, <laughs> life's life's great. Life's very yeah. good. We've got a story this good. week from Camille from Louisiana. I hope it's not got cats in it, Camille. Uh, it begins at like Chris and Pete. I went to Japan 
in autumn 2017, and uh, as a broke English language teacher, I decided to save money by sleeping in hostels. My first stop was Tokyo, where I stayed in a hostel in Asakusabashi. Uh, as I climbed up to my bunk, a young Japanese couple arrived as well. The young man would be sleeping in the bed adjacent to mine, and the young woman took the bottom bunk underneath her partners. After a full day exploring Tokyo, I was exhausted and ready to pass out in my bunk. I noticed the curtains of all the bunks around mine were shut for the night, so I did my best, did my best to uh, quietly climb the ladder and get into my bunk. As I was settling in, I heard a noise. It sounded like someone was having trouble breathing, and I was worried that one of my roommates had got super drunk, blacked out, and might be choking on their own sick or suffering some kind of uh, condition. Bloody hell, that's a bit worse. <laughs> Slight, oddly specific. Um, I listened harder to where the sharp breathing was coming from and discovered that it was coming from the adjacent bunk where the young Japanese man was staying. My heart sank to my stomach as I tried to remember CPR and plan what I should do. I opened my curtain and noticed the curtain of the Japanese girl's bunk was open and the bed was empty. Maybe they were still out for the night and I was just hearing things, so I settled back into bed. But I heard the sharp breathing again. It became more rhythmic and then, oh came from the man's bunk. Oh. Now I knew where the girlfriend had gone. Embarrassed, <laughs> I scrambled for my earbuds and put music on as loudly as I could and uh, fell asleep. Thank God. I have no questions about this experience. Just thought it was weird. Why not go to a love hotel? Camille from Louisiana. Indeed, Pete. Why not go to a love hotel when you've got a cheap hostel at your disposal? That's yeah. fucked. More Ugh. expensive, isn't it? And that's my, that might be something they're into, I suppose. And now Pete like, will reenact. Oh, Pete yeah. will reenact the sound of the bunk bed. Yeah, wherever. <laughs> and, I mean, good God, can you imagine? It was so awkward, so Ugh. bloody awkward. I'm awkward at the best of us. That's you know that that's why. Out of all of the unwanted sexual noise, well, the unwanted <laughs> sex uh, in you know like hostels are risk slightly risky anyway. You know you don't like the look of them anyway, but. Um, yeah, un- very very un <laughs> very unwelcome uh, times, and 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 it's hard to. Hard to come back from that one, so to speak. <laughs> well, I mean, I I don't like hostels because you just can't you can't really sleep in them. You're at the mercy of the people you're staying with. Mm. And, and I remember last time and that and people <laughs> fucking in bunk beds. And <laughs> I remember the <laughs> the last time I was there, I just got this horrible throat infection that mm. like nearly destroyed my mouth, and it was the worst thing I ever like the worst throat infection I've ever had. And after that, I was like, nope, not sharing a room with twenty five mm. people ever again. Um, but yeah, well done though, Camille. Yeah. Glad you got through that in one piece and had a good <laughs> night's sleep. God bless earbuds. Oh it's an advert for the Sony WH-1000MX3. Uh, we've got a story <laughs> this week about a man who did something very bizarre and nonsensical. And Pete Donaldson mm. will now explain more. What's going on in Japan this week, Mr. Donaldson? I mean, first things first, I have to kind of um, explain the very concept of what I'm talking about. Um, in Japan, New Year's Day is generally considered to be the biggest family holiday of the year. And mm, mm, uh, rather fittingly, um, the custom is to send special holiday greeting postcards to every family member. So instead of your, your Christmas uh, cards, uh, like what we do in the West, um, yeah, New Year's Day is, is a big uh, celebration. And uh, uh, you send special holiday greetings uh, postcards to everybody. And uh, even business acquaintances as well. And so like some people... If they're popular enough, they receive stacks of cards, a testament to all the people in their lives. Um, and <laughs> and somebody in uh, Nishinomaya City, Hyogo Prefecture, a 38-year-old resident, 
uh, has decided to take matters into uh, their own hand because they presumably really, really want a lot of cards. Um, they've they've stolen <laughs> 1,000 New Year's cards oh from people's God. mailboxes. Uh, he was first the? arrested on the 14th of, of January for the theft of five New Year's cards from the mailbox of an apartment uh, complex. He admitted the crime and told police he stole them to read the messages and distract himself from loneliness. Um, what? He, he was released soon after um, the, the thievery of the five cards, but uh, then there were numerous reports of nearby residents not receiving their cards either. Uh, many of the people who were missing cards didn't lock their mailboxes, and they clearly just, just gone missing. And, and so that, um, yeah, uh, on the 16th of January, Nishinomaya Post Office reported to the police that upwards of 1,000 cards were, <laughs> were found in various mailboxes around the city. A person fitting the suspect's description was seen putting cards into a mailbox. So this guy, he's stolen 1,000 oh, um, uh, cards from all around Nishinomaya's city, Hyogo Prefecture, and he has panicked, I think, after he got arrested, and he has decided to post back all of the cards that he stole um so he's kind of he's, he's clearly a very prolific thief uh, and presumably an even more a prolific uh, lonely person and he's uh, yeah he's tried to return them but the police have kind of caught him card handed so to speak on cctv <laughs> posting all his cards back is terrible it, is it just me or has someone this guy stolen the entire plot from the grinch who stole christmas like the grinch I guess so, yeah. stole the christmas presents Right. And took him to his mountain. And then he did a little sing song about how he was pissed. And then and then, and then, then he gave them back eventually, didn't he? Because little Cindy turned up and was like, Grinch, you're a prick. Give the pr-. And he's like, oh, yeah. This feels oh, very yeah. much like that. This man the is, the, is the Grinch <laughs> of Osaka or Shiego yeah. Prefecture, rather. Um, God, what a bizarre, what a bizarre story. Well, in I don't any grown-up society, we'd have started some kind of um, collection of New Year's cards to send to this lonely man, uh, <laughs> this lonely person. We've not got a name for the person, which I think is is only right and proper. But maybe we should sort of set up a little kind of um, a little kind of uh, a, a, a campaign to get people sending cards to this chap, and we'll send it to the police, uh, Nishinomaya um, police uh, precinct, and say, "Can you just forward these on to the criminal store all the cards?" Because he's clearly. You know, not doing it for any kind of financial upside. He's just he's just lonely, isn't he? Bless him. Lonely. You, yeah, you think he's actually lonely, or do you think he was? He just was a bit odd, and that was the reason oh, he's he a gave. Bit odd. For I doing mean, it. yes. I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, if story, you want to distract yourself from loneliness, go and watch a playthrough of Call of Duty or something. Go and or go and watch a Bro in Japan. That's what you don't, did. Don't That's get, what you <laughs> did yesterday. I, no, I watched playthroughs of Command and Conquer Red Alert Two. I'll have you know, but. What a but, strange game to get involved. Don't what you, a strange it's game the greatest to... strategy game of all time in the Command & Conquer universe. <laughs> I love that game. Anyway, point is, there's, in a world where you've got the internet and literally all of the outside world, why would you distract yourself from loneliness by stealing people's cards? There must be something better to do. There must be. <laughs> I can I can think of at least three things. Watch a Abroad Japan video, mm. listen to the Abroad Japan podcast, or watch Red Alert 2 playthroughs on youtube i'll do both i'll do both i'm i'm releasing we've got i've got a new show coming out this week uh vgc vgc a video game podcast uh it's me got enough podcasts and a couple of people from uh video game chronicles and then we're doing a a podcast about video games they're they're really good at like scoops so if you ever listen you're gonna hear a lot of scoops about the video game world so and i'm just here to sell dick jokes really but um yeah (laughs) good fun video game chronicles are we gonna hear all about 
Are we going to hear Get all involved. about Atomic Heart? The new, the new FPS Atomic that Heart. That does look good, doesn't it? And then, but then, wasn't there some stories about them not being able to extricate themselves from the Russian uh, um, and Premier? Yes. And, oh God, it's just, oh, yeah. just a big shame, isn't it? No, that was absolutely s- astonishing. So yeah, it's. I, I think maybe we should have a bit of clarity on what the, what the hell's going on with that. But uh, yeah, it it takes something I think to stand out, isn't it? As an FPS, like as a creative kind of uh, uh, FPS, it really does kind of take. Uh, a very unique art style to stand out, and it looks like they were really managing it. So, yeah, difficult. It looked difficult. good. It looked good. Um, they yeah. looked like Bioshock in Soviet Russia, basically. Mm. Uh, I, I was watching walkthroughs of it, and um, I don't know. It looks a bit dodgy. The The main character, even though it's set in Soviet Russia, the protagonist is just like a Duke Nukem kind of figure that doesn't right. really make sense. He keeps coming up with loads of crass remarks, and then... The melee, it just looks a bit rubbish, unfortunately. Right. Okay. But don't judge oh. a book by its cover. Go and no. play a game. Go and wait for, thumbs. Wait for VGC, a video game podcast. <laughs> I'll keep plugging yeah. it. Go and we listen need, to another one of Pete Donaldson's <laughs> bloody many podcasts. <laughs> we'll be back in just a moment, guys, with your stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Now we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dawson? we got one from Matthew H. from New Jersey. Uh, hello, preeminent Pete and cinematic Chris. In your videos, Chris, you've had trouble booking a love hotel room for two men. Does this phenomenon also occur at regular hotels? What about Ryokans? Will you have any trouble travelling Japan as a same-sex couple? New Jersey, Matthew H. Have you ever had trouble mm. booking a hotel room? Two lads, mm. kissing and cuddling. What's no. going on? Literally just love hotels because with a regular hotel, you know, a lot of business guys travel together and share twin rooms. Right. New Orleans, the same. Whereas love hotels, there's an insinuation that you're going there <laughs> to make noises and go, ooh, just like ooh. our previous couple ooh, in the bunk la, beds. La. Things right. are going to go down there, right? There's that insinuation. Yeah. And, you know, it's very outdated thinking. Um, when I did the video with Connor in Osaka last year, one love hotel, I think, no, two love hotels we got kicked out of. They were like, two boys, no. And we were like, oh, fuck two you then. No. And right. we went to another love hotel, and it was um, LGBT friendly. And they, yeah. you know, every there was, every piece of the wall had basically been plastered with LGBT yes. And then what right. what I found a little bit uncomfortable, though, was uh, even we if you weren't in. Even if you weren't gay, they would, they would make you. Well, pretty much. They, they, yeah. They, they... If, a, if, a, if, a, if, a, if a different sex couple turned up in, in a love hotel room, they'd just push another couple in there. Come well, on. No, like we, we went in and like uh, this woman came out. And with love, love hotels, there's a level of discretion, right? You don't meet anyone. You just hit a button mm. on the wall. You get a key. 
and then he fuck off upstairs for some fun. And mm. uh, this, this this woman came out and she was like, "Oh, gay, yes, gay." And we were like, "What?" And then she was like, "Oh, this room, yeah, we have LGBT." And she was like, extremely yeah. welcoming in a way that didn't feel necessary. It was all a so bit. It's, odd. The, it's the kind of welcoming you check for cameras. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This one's really into this. <laughs> and, and she was like watching me as I swiped through the rooms on the screen to choose. Mm. And she was like, oh, this one's a very good room. Gay, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, fucking well. hell. Like, all right, I get the idea. You can yeah, you go but, away I mean, now. I guess it, you probably sound, you probably feel a bit um, full on if, if everyone else is so fucking unwelcome to uh, get couples. Yeah, maybe so. it was to counteract yeah. that. But like, you know, the big yeah. fucking poster, the A3 poster on the, the front door <laughs> was enough that I, to know that I didn't have to worry about it. It is yeah. good though. Like, yeah, there was a lot of love hotels that were like, yeah, everyone's welcome. And I felt that was, that was quite nice. Right. Um, but we, it depends. It varies from city to city. Um, we did go to Fukuoka and mm. uh, had uh, mixed success there in the video. The first hotel we went to on the day, a very nice woman came out and went, two boys, no, go away. And uh, we're like, oh, bugger. We really wanted to go in that room as well. And we got the key in that one. We got the key. We went up the stairs. Right. We got to the literally the front door. And uh, this woman just like, came out of a side door and was like, no, 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 no. Two two guys, go, go. Isn't that weird? Because like, you, you are going into a love hotel where the whole kind of um the attractive thing for a lot of couples is that you can't really see what's got like like nobody you, at no point do you have to deal with a human being and yeah. this woman broke that whole facade just to be <laughs> a bit of a exactly. wrong yeah mm. it's very hypocritic it's very odd um yeah but absolutely bizarre yeah it sucks it, it sucks but um the situation is getting better and as connor and i found and this was my brainchild. I take full credit for this. Um, the video's still not out. Before we mm. filmed that Love Hotel video with Connor and Fukuoka, we filmed another one in uh, in, in Beppu, Hot Springs. And right. uh, in that video, I told Connor that I want to go to this Love Hotel, the Dinosaur Love Hotel. And I was worried that they wouldn't let two guys in. And mm. I told him, like, failure is not an option. If we don't get this, the video is going to be crap. So right. I made him dress up in a wig and look like a girl, and have this like blouse or whatever it was, and basically dressed him up so that from a distance he looked like a girl. Um, because obviously who is they. This? Sorry, I've completely, I've lost Connor. my thread on who this was. Connor. So you dressed Connor, Connor a six foot three tall man, <laughs> five foot in a wig. Eight. Yes, I put him in a wig and some clothes <laughs> and put a face mask on him so you couldn't see his face because right. with these previous got places that we got denied from. When we, you know, we got denied because they saw us on the security camera. There's somebody looking at all times. Right. Yeah. So uh, they would have seen this rugged, handsome British man, yours truly, <laughs> uh, with uh, a most striking uh, woman with with oh, well, right, lovely dude. red or blonde hair. I forget. I think it was red hair. Uh, right. Walking through the car park, that would have been a no-brainer. Oh, it's a guy yeah. and a girl, and we got in, no problems. So nice. And then, oh, well done. We applied that firepower to the love hotels of Fukuoka and after we mm. didn't get in that first one we deployed mm. the wig and we got into every single other hotel no questions asked <laughs> so if you're a gay couple want to get a love hotel deploy a wig and uh, face this is yeah. the this is it's, great it's the freedom you need isn't it in 2023 it's absolutely what, what freedom hasn't everything changed <laughs> you dress up as a lass we can go in the love hotel good god I mean, Connor's voice would be booming through the fucking wall, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I made him... <laughs> I'm very much enjoying this love hotel, darling. The moment <laughs> we got out of the car, I was like, do not say a word, because there's no way 
a man with your baritone dragon voice is going to sound like a fucking good on you girl like, good so on you. I like uh, yeah it. it's it was what a weird experience <laughs> it was though it was very very surreal um video is coming out i think on saturday so keep an eye good. out i look forward uh, to that fun we've got one here from uh shiva he says, hello there, guys. Me and my partner have found ourselves with a nine-hour layover in Osaka in July on our way from India back home to Denver. What would you guys Ooh. do with this amount of time in Osaka? A beeline for a family mart chicken and coolish? Hit the battling cages, the battling cages, sorry, the batting cages. <laughs> battling cage. It's like a WWE fucking yeah. fights the death. Any recommendations, welcome. All the best, guys. Uh, Shiva, nine-hour layover in Osaka. Interesting. Um, well, Kansai International Airport to Osaka, it's like a one-hour train ride. So that's two hours off the clock. And give a bit of mm. margin either side. It's probably like three hours. So yeah. it gives you like, you know, four or five hours to go and enjoy downtown Osaka. I'd go into downtown Osaka to Dortonbori, get the train from Kansai Airport to Namba Station, that's Namba Station, and uh, have a walk around um, around Dortonbori Bridge. Get some okonomiyaki pancakes. Get some takoyaki. Have a strong zero. Job done, isn't it? Get some selfies. Mm. Sorted. What do you do, Pete? I would. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, though. It is uh, like you'll you'll need to have two hours. Do you even are you even allowed to leave the airport when it comes to that sort of thing? Uh, it seems like a bit of a pain to leave because like most places when you've got a, 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 a stopover, you just sort of stay around. But maybe maybe that is the agreement. It just seems like a lot of work to spend time coming out. I know I met when we changed in Miami from Costa Rica, mm. we had to re-register ourselves with the authorities so we could leave. That was oh, a pain wow. in the bum. Like, take our bags, like, walk, like, basically leave the airport and then come back in effectively. And that was just seemed like a colossal yeah. waste of time for no reason. Well, because you have to go through immigration and all that sort mm. of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know, really. But then nine hours in Kansai Airport. To be fair, Kansai mm. Airport's pretty good. It's got some... Yeah, um, it is. It's got some good restaurants. It's a lot of fun. But I don't I think I probably would escape, hop on the train and go to, to downtown Osaka for at least... Three or four hours. Why not? Yeah. Four hours downtown. You can get have a bit down, of dinner. Get, get some down, photos. Amber, pop some blooming takoyaki in your mouth and get get moving. Just get some chocolates from the yes. weird drumming man that uh, <laughs> is the sponsor of uh, of the whole chocolate uh, the chocolate company. I forget. The Glico uh, man. The, the Glico man. The Glico man. Yes, the Glico company. There's a the, one of the mascots is a, is a runner and he's kind of famous and synonymous with Osaka. And then they've got this horrific drumming spectacle monstrosity. Uh, that you see sometimes with that company. <laughs> horrible. Absolutely horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Go and do that. It's, it's, I, I, I love Osaka. I haven't been there in... Yeah. Uh, when the hell was I there last? I don't know. A year? Mm. Two years? Oh. Oh, all right, it was only a year ago. All right, it's not that long. <laughs> it's a great place. Cracking. Love it. Let's yeah. go. Uh, we've got one last one here from Zach. He says, how's it going, Chris and Pete? It's going rather well, Zach. Uh, my name is Zach from Michigan. Question for Chris. Sorry, Pete. What's currently the no. video you are dreaming of making? Thank you, uh, guys, for all the laughs throughout the years. And here's to another five. That's a good question, Zach. I, my worker um, compilation. How to work get out compilation. More, pl- was that more plates, more dates, man, who basically exposes people who take trend. I'm gonna, do you want to do that with me? What me going, f- yeah, he's probably on steroids. Yeah, he's probably on steroids. Yeah, 
Fuck it, he's probably on steroids. Oh, the guy that it was the guy that eats um what was his name? The guy that eats liver, liver king. Oh yeah, no, yeah. He so the more plates, more dead man expose liver king, but he's he does a good line in basically looking at um film stars' physiques and going, He's juicing, he's juicing, she's yeah. juicing, they're all juicing, everything. And it's kinda like, well, that just basically means that anyone I've seen in film who isn't normal sized, who isn't in their sixties, <laughs> is just on the juss because you have to yeah. be on the juss. It's risky, man. You've got to be careful. You've got to be careful. How many wrestlers from the 80s are still alive? Very few. Very few. I don't, I don't find it overly flattering either when people use steroids and get big, kind of silly muscles. Well, I've, been, silly I've muscles, been watching that um, that Korean... Have you been watching that Korean TV show, The 100? Is it 100 or The 100? No, no. What's that? Where they basically invited all of the absolute maniacs, muscle boys and muscle girls, uh, in um, Seoul to a place and they filmed like a... Kind of like a bit of a Squid Games kind of elimination mm, mm. Uh, kind of thing, and 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 it all begins. Um, they've they've basically made casts of all of these people's incredible physiques, and they're all either massive juice heads or they're just you know normal sized people. And um, they've got these busts, these kind of ceramic busts all around. Them. And I think when mm. they get knocked out, they smash up each of their beautiful busts of their bodies. <laughs> uh, and so there's a nice mixture of like UFC fighters, um, TV presenters, ex judo cool. men and women, uh, people who. We're in the army, um, and it's like it's really good stuff. Like it's it, it's just really funny to sort of see these, uh, like these people with monstrous mm. physiques, these like absolute huge guys and gals, sort of walk in a room and sort of go, um, you know, and young as they are, and young as they are, very respectful <laughs> bow with their absolute muscle. Like in in our country, you'd be like, "All right, mate, how's it going? Oh, a big old monster, uh, or, <laughs> or, or, or something like that." But but over there, it's like. A, very, very respectful, but these absolute yeah. monsters. <laughs> Man, Korea's taken over. I need to watch a lot more Korean films because they're really ahead of the curve. Mm. They're so yeah. good. Uh, Ocean. And they're currently, they're, I know they're filming the next series of Squid Game, which mm. I don't think really needs to happen. The first one was all right. Well, the first one was really good, but kind of, I don't know. Sure, they kind of could have drawn a line under there. But yeah. no, because money. Um, money. In terms of videos I want to make this year, I, uh, I'm i opening a bar in Kyoto next week for a week, and I'm going to do a documentary about that. Uh, you know, I've got a lot of things I want to do this year, but I, above all, I do want to make a short film. Um, and also, it's Natsuki's 50th birthday, and I wanted to do a documentary kind of about him and his life. I think, I can't remember if I talked about this the other day, but when I did Natsuki the movie the best bits in my mind were the opening and the ending set in Japan where he kind of showing his life. Um, well, also I'd meet Pete Dawson, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Another high point. But like, I, I kind of want to do something about his life and I was thinking, speaking to him about it and he was like, I could give you access to my family and my school uh, where I went. And I was like, all right, that could be cool. Like talking to Natsuki's family and going to his home and, you know, mm. finding more about, finding him more like, about his life and his upbringing in Japan and the countryside. Um, I was like how are we going to get into your school though Natsuki didn't you like weren't you the worst student ever because when he was like 15 he just like stopped going to school and he just never went so I don't mm. think the school would exactly welcome back, welcome him back with open fucking arms so yeah. I, then I was like how are we going to get in the school and he was like oh we're just walking through the front door it's like just it's just really fucking weird conversation right. but that's going to be good and uh, yeah hopefully a short film we've got a few things on the fire there happening but uh, yeah first things first 
Got a crack on with Journey Across Japan coming out mm. soon. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming out to abroadinjapanpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back, guys, later in the week. It's all over again, but for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days. We'll see you right back here to do it all over again in the Born Japan Podcast. Bye for now. Goodbye. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.